0: That's ljsinnercircle.com, or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take? Have you ever heard that old Wayne Gretzky quote? That's the greatest hockey player that ever lived. Or was it Michael Scott from The Office? I get that one a little bit confused sometimes. Anyways, we're going to talk about that quote, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about some musical mindset and how we can propel our music and our jazz playing forward. So let's dive right into it. up, so Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards for musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you if you are a regular listener and if this is your first time, welcome. Welcome to the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. So many of you probably don't know this about me because unless I can't remember... I don't think I've ever mentioned this ever on the history of the podcast and the 421 episodes that we are at today. Many of you don't know that I grew up playing hockey. I'm talking about ice hockey Uh, My parents, both Canadian. So as a son to Canadian parents, it was essentially a given. And so for those of you who are Canadian, you totally get it, right? Like hockey is a big part of the culture. So even though I grew up in the United States, hockey was still a big part of my life. And I played essentially all the way uh, through high school until I went to college. So lots of hockey practices and games on the weekends, and it was just a, a big part of everything. And so While I liked hockey, like I like playing it, I was never a big sports person, as in like I didn't get really into the teams or spend time watching a lot of the games on TV. Um, I wasn't checking stats on the Internet with my whatever we had back then dial up, you know, you remember it you know, I wasn't really that super into sports, right? Like when my parents would watch hockey, obviously like my family, my, my brothers and sisters were more into sports than I was and they would watch it. And I was fine with it. I, I enjoyed watching it from time to time, but I just wasn't that into it. Right. Cause I like, as you know, I'm a music guy. Like I would way rather have spent my time playing guitar or listening to music, studying music. And that's pretty much been true for most of my life. Right. Well, Back in February of this year, my parents flew over to the New York area for my daughter Magalie's first birthday. You know, they just, they wanted to see their granddaughter on her birthday, right? And one thing my dad wanted to do while he was, you know, in town is he wanted to go to Madison Square Garden, which is where the New York Rangers play. That's New York's a New York City's hockey team. Um, he said it was like a bucket list item for him because Madison Square Garden is its kind of one of the most famous hockey arenas there really is, right? So he really wanted to go see a game there. And to me, that was like, well, <laughs> this is an easy one to check off the list. I mean, it's right here. I live here. You come here. Let's go do it. And while we were at it, we decided, hey, okay, so you're here for a week. So let's let's go see that game. But let's also book a game at the Prudential Center, which is in Newark, New Jersey, and that's where the New Jersey Devils play. That's the New Jersey hockey team. So, you know, get two, two, two done in one week. And, uh, you know, th- this was a big deal for me. Like my dad was getting to watch two hockey games and I remember it was like a big deal for him. We were talking about all this and, and going through this, this whole thing. And for me, I was just kind of like, this is kind of cool. I haven't seen a hockey game in a long time. That'd be kind of fun. But for my dad, it's like another level, right? Because he's a huge, huge hockey fan. So after that week, I'm not really sure what happened, like some kind of like it could have been nostalgia, right? Like just remembering playing a lot of hockey, growing up with it. And I'm at that point in my life where, you know, I I'm obviously <laughs> the childhood is way beyond That's that's way far in the past at this point. You know, I now I have a child and so maybe it could have been nostalgia, could have been something else. Um, But after that week of watching those two hockey games, something changed in me and like a a flip switched to my brain and suddenly I got like hooked on hockey, like hooked on it. And I found myself signing up for ESPN subscriptions so I could watch all the games and... You know, checking stats, and basically, for the last several months, I've been watching hockey almost every single night to the point where my wife hardly recognizes me anymore, although she definitely supports my hobby because uh God knows I needed a hobby right that's it's been a it's always been a conversation with myself. It's like I really need a hobby outside of like what I do for work or whatever so um, it's kind of a new like fun little thing for me, and in a, way, like, in a way it's like strange. I'll put it out this way. It's a little strange because like the best example I can give is like, okay, so sometimes, you know, your significant other may have like a friend, right? So my wife has a friend I'm thinking of and they were friends in college. And so her friend has a husband. And so we'll go over to their house sometimes and they have a kid too. And you know, it's it's not that me and her husband have a lot of a connection, right? Because like we didn't start out as friends. We we're just kind of, you know, I guess quote unquote acquaintances or friends by connection of our significant others or wives, right? So that's just kind of you 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 probably everybody's experienced that dynamic before where it's sort of like, ah, eh, we don't necessarily have a lot in common, but because our husbands or wives, right, are friends, then we have to kind of not, not have to, but it's not like it's a bad thing, but you know, you just have to make a social connection that maybe you wouldn't have normally, because for example, this, this guy is a sports guy. He loves sports, all sports also really loves hockey. Right. So he always talked to me about this stuff. Hey, are you following sports? So automatically that cuts down a lot of things you have to talk about. Well, we went and hung out uh, uh, like a month ago and I was like, "Hey, you still into hockey?" And all we just we were able to talk. All of a sudden, like we had like actual real conversations because. And so it's funny because like before, that's that world is so foreign to me. Not not really super into it, and now I'm just like into it, right? So I'm just saying all this to describe this sudden shift in my in my my brain, right? So anyway, all this to say. And I promise there is a musical lesson in here, right? So keep following with me. I was watching a hockey game the other night, uh, a playoffs game between the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. So just to, to pretend I'm speaking to people that don't know about sports at all, like the playoffs is like the series that leads up to the championship, right? And in the case of hockey, the Stanley Cup finals, where, you know, you've probably seen a picture of the Stanley Cup before. It's just this massive silver, you know, cup, that you have to hold over top of your head with both hands. It's so big, right? And so that's what everybody's playing for. And so this this series is 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 actually the last series of the playoffs before you go to the Stanley Cup Championships. So this is a this is a very high-stakes game here between these two teams. And for those who don't know, in hockey there are three periods of 20 minutes each. So if the game ends in a tie then they go to what's called sudden death overtime, which means they continue playing periods of 20 minutes until the next team scores, right? So 60 minutes of regular game time, but then like it could just keep going and going and going right until someone scores. And this particular game went on to four overtimes, making it the sixth longest game in NHL history, national hockey league, right? So, well, as I was watching this game, I mean, you can see how tired these players were. Like they were uh, canceling each other out. So they basically couldn't make plays against each other. And, you know, having played hockey, I, c- I can tell you like it's really a game of, of speed. So you, you really go out and you, you're you skating as, as fast as possible and, and it re- you really exert a lot of energy. And so like the average shift, which is, you know, how long you're on the ice before you let another group of people go on the ice to take your spot is around like 35 to 40 seconds. Like it's in that ballpark of how long you're on the ice, which might seem like a short period of time, but it's because you're exerting yourself so much. So imagine these guys are essentially having played the like, two games, right? Worth of time plus one extra period. But eventually with 12 seconds left in the fourth overtime the Florida Panthers scored the game-winning goal and that ended it, right? So, I mean, you have to feel a little bit bad for the other team, right? Because like, I mean, you work so hard, you're so tired, you've, you know, been hanging on by a thread for so long and then you lose, right? So it could be a little demoralizing. Anyways, how did they do it though? Like how did the Panthers, how did they go on to win the game? And this kind of goes back to that Wayne Gretzky quote we we started out with, which is, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And so, how did they win it? It's pretty simple. They just kept shooting the puck at the net. Whether it was a bad shot, a good shot, or anything in between, they just kept shooting until finally something went in. And when you listen to like hockey commentators like on the sports networks when they're like talking about it, they're always talking about this like they need to get more shots on on the net, right? And even the stats that show up on your TV screen, it'll show you like this team has this many shots on net versus this many team. This team has this many shots on net. Yes, for stats like goal saves and you know percentages of shots you know scored versus taken, like all the the stats, right for sure. But also just to show you, like this is the team that's getting more chances, offensive chances to essentially score a goal, right? So they just kept shooting the puck at the net and eventually they scored and that's really it's it sounds simple but that's really what it is. And guess what? It's really kind of the same with music most of the time, right? Especially when we're talking about jazz improvisation. We really just got to start taking as many musical shots as possible. So when you when you go to practice or perform and start improvising, all you can do is start taking shots. That is to say, trying musical ideas and seeing where they go. Right? So this can take the form in a few different ways. So, one, it could be just simply trying musical ideas and taking risks. Right? So, one of my inner circle members, um, you know, a big culture in our inner circle is, well, we learn new jazz standards and we, learn, we're, we work on jazz courses and all that stuff. But a big thing is posting your progress in the community, that being recordings of you playing an improvisation or a solo or an exercise or what have you. And so one member posted an improvisation of himself. And one comment that he left was that he was reaching for things and sometimes hitting the wrong notes, Right. But when I listened to the recording, what I actually heard was him improving his ear and his ability to find great resolution centers in his lines. So yes, yeah, sometimes he'd be hitting a note and following his ear along, and it didn't quite go where he wanted it to go. But then sometimes he would actually end up resolving that quote-unquote bad note to a good note, or he would find a creative solution to create a good melody out of something that maybe he didn 't know where it was going, and sometimes it didn 't work out at all, right sometimes it was pretty clear like oh you know he didn 't make the chord changes there at all, or he clearly was hitting the wrong notes for the key uh, too many times in a row there right without resolving it, so sometimes that was happening, but really what i what I mentioned when I commented back on his post, as I said. You know, what I'm hearing here is really you're just, you're just improving your ear. Like really, you're just improving your ability to create more ideas, right, through trial and error. And that's essentially what we're talking about. We're talking about taking shots, musical shots. The more attempts that you have, whether it be a good one, a bad one, uh, anything in between, like you are giving yourself more opportunities to find creative musical solutions, and to make playing music and improvising jazz more natural for yourself, right? Another way this can take place is trying a certain strategy, right, a practice strategy, something that you're trying to do to improve your playing, and just trying something else, actually, like trying a different strategy, going from it from a different angle, right? Again, I'm thinking about the hockey analogy. I'm thinking about, you know, Shooting it straight towards the goalie and allowing another player to pick up the rebound and score, I'm talking about you know going to the to the side of the net and trying to shoot it up above the the goalie's glove right there's a lot of different ways that you could score a hockey goal, some of them are like random that you could the ways you could score a goal like where it's almost accidental and others of them are like very technical and skilled in a precision shot that you know really shines light on the skill of the player and That's the same with music too. Like sometimes we just need to try a different approach to what we're trying to do. We're trying to really harness our technical abilities, right? And we're doing patterns for days. And and eventually we have to go like, is that the best way to continue? Or should should we switch this up and try a different route? Should we try this instead? Should we learn this solo? Should I try recomposing this solo? Should I try improvising with just You know, one scale? Should I try improvising just over this one chord progression? Should I try taking this one chord progression to another key? Like, how many different ways can we do this thing? Can we approach this musical problem, right? How many shots can we take so that eventually one of them is going to go in, right? Or one of them is going to give us that aha moment. We've all experienced those musical aha moments, haven't we, right? Where, you know, it could be a shape that you see on your guitar, it could be, um, a chord, the voice leading on your piano. It could be um, a, a, a specific musical line on your trumpet that where you hit that high note and it just sounds the way you want it to sound. Like we've all had these musical moments where, aha moments, where all of a sudden the dots connect a little bit better in our head. And we notice that those ideas, because of that happening, we notice those ideas come out more naturally in our solos. And again, the way this happens is more shots on net, more musical shots being taken so that eventually one thing resonates. And again, to reiterate, they're not always, they're not always going to resonate. They're not always going to get you the results you want. But that's the mindset we're talking about. And we've been talking a lot about mindsets on the podcast lately. If you really look back at the last eight episodes or so, a lot of them are really focused around mindset. And that's because as a jazz coach, I really believe in this power of mindset. It's the way you think about jazz and the way you think about playing music that really is what is dictating, is the is is the is basically the puppeteer that is driving what the puppet is doing right it's it's driving the motion that you're taking the technical skills like learning solos and and composing solos and um listening to music and you know patterns and licks all those things that we talk about for improving jazz like those are the tools that we have but the way we use those tools and the way we think about using those tools is just as if not more important than the actual tools themselves are you feeling me on this right here? So that's my, my challenge for you this week, right? We miss 100% of the shots that we don't take. So we need to take more shots, right? We need to try more things. And that doesn't always necessarily mean practicing more. It just means practicing something different, right? And approaching the same thing a different way. So what are you going to do to take more shots on net this week? Let's go out and do that. All right, so that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening today. If you need help with your jazz playing, if you want assistance, if you want to feel supported, if you want guidance, then I would love for you to check out our Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle membership. It's really a lot of fun in there. Like I said, we have a lot of courses and pathways and we learn new jazz standards every single month and we have a lot of the stuff and we have an amazing community. And if you know you could improve faster or have more fun... With your hobby of playing music, then this is a great place to do that. So ljsinnercircle.com is where you can check that out. ljsinnercircle.com or check out the links in the show notes today or wherever you're listening to your podcast. You'll find the description in the description of the show. You'll find the link there. So ljsinnercircle.com. Would love to have you join us. We're going to be coming out another great podcast episode on the show next week. Until then, Happy practicing, cheers, and we'll see you back then.